Monday. Melina hated Mondays. She hated them for all the reasons that everyone else hated Mondays for sure, but she also had her own reasons for hating the first day of the week more than all the others. Not only was Monday the slowest day of the week and the day of the week with the most scheduled obligations, it was coincidentally the same day that her most annoying customer seemed to frequent the locally owned coffee shop named Thornton's where she was a waitress. These annoying customers, who have made appearances every Monday like clockwork for nearly five years now, seem to take their role in ruining Mondays for her very seriously. But this Monday was going to be different than all the others. This Monday was going to be one of the most beautiful Mondays of her life because this Monday is the day that she finds out the gender of her first long-awaited baby. The excitement alone makes her feel like her body is covered with electricity as the anticipation swells more and more with each moment of the day that passes. Already for months now, her and her newlywed husband have been tossing names around, trying to see what they like, but they haven't been able to agree on much up to this point. Four months of pregnancy have brought the couple closer than ever before, and the two of them couldn't feel prouder of the family they were starting together. But as of today, on this special Monday, the two of them have only been able to agree on two names for the baby, despite the newfound bond and their evolving relationship. So far, the only names that they have been able to agree on are Xavius, if it's a boy, and Kennedy, if it's a girl. Melina herself wants a daughter, so she's been really campaigning hard for the name Sabrina, but she hasn't had much luck with getting her husband to agree because he says he has no interest in raising a child with a name that sounds like a stripper stage name. This comment earned him a solid, playful punch to the arm from Melina, who let the subject drop at the time, but she hadn't let go of the idea of trying to change his mind for Kennedy just yet. This is a goal that she's prepared to achieve by any means necessary and no matter the cost. Agreeing on the name Xavius had been easy, though, since the name was unique and sounded exclusively special enough to make their child distinct from others in her mind, which was important to her if it was indeed a baby boy. It also felt like a strong name to her and her husband, and it was one of the only boy names they were able to agree upon just by random coincidence. Girls' names were a different story, though. She didn't care about the name being unique or special, just cute. And to Melina, the name Sabrina was exactly that. For the whole day, Melina's thoughts carry on along this stream of thought as she excitedly tries to imagine what kind of personality her child will have, what their favorite color might be, and what career path they might choose as adults. Even as Marco, the annoying guy who bartends at Club Lust on the east side of Santa Fe, makes his way into the diner earlier that morning with an entourage of hooligans at his back, her mood remains unswervingly cheerful. She simply tunes out the loud banter between the friends that usually irritates her to the core, takes their orders, and serves them everything they request with a smile of pure professionalism. Using the same approach on all the other subsequent annoying customers who make their way into the diner that day, Melina coasts through the morning and into the afternoon with her cheerful mood still intact. It isn't until she's an hour or so away from ending her shift that her temperament takes a nosedive from jubilantly joyful to despairingly dark. When the doors of the diner open and a man wearing a solid white suit with shoulder-length shadowy black hair enters, there's a tangible feeling of dread that sweeps through the entire cafe like an icy breeze. Patrons and employees of the diner suddenly find themselves compelled to turn and watch the enigmatic man as he enters the coffee shop radiating with malevolence. In that moment, the sound of a pin dropping onto a bed of feathers would have been loud enough to cut through the silence in the room as everyone stares intently at the man. At first glance, 
His ominous facial features seem to be etched into his face with lines of age that are older than comprehension. Yet at the same time, Melina notices that the man looks incredibly vibrant and youthful beyond articulation as he casually seats himself in an empty, empty table in her section. Her co-workers immediately look at her with an expression of silent concern as she stands with her gaze transfixed on the man in all white and tries to think of what to do next. Her foremost instantaneous instincts, now amplified by her motherly disposition, tells her to turn around and run out the back door at the speed of a cheater right then and there. But she does not flee. Inside her head, she can hear herself screaming, Go! Just go right now! But she does nothing. Instead, she watches as the black-haired man calmly folds his hands together and patiently lays them on the table as he awaits to be served. Despite the deafening silence in the room and the thunderous beating of her heart within her chest, Melina finds herself suddenly compelled to disregard her instincts despite the overwhelming sense of danger that she now felt. Now feeling forced into motion, she steps away from the table that she was previously serving, grabs a single menu from the hostess station, and brings it to the mysterious black-haired man with timidity. Welcome to Thornton's. My name is Melina, and I'll be your server today, she says with a forced smile that looks as awkward as it feels. Should I start you off with a cup of coffee while you look at the menu, or would you like some time? The tremble in her voice is inaudible to everyone in the room except the man in the all-white suit, but he says nothing. He just smiles as he casually looks upward with empty, icy blue eyes that cause Melina to involuntarily shudder when a chill quickly runs down her spine. His smile, charmingly beautiful but deceptively hypnotic at the same time, makes her soul shiver with fear as she tries to maintain her composure of professionalism without breaking eye contact. It isn't until the extended pause between question and non-answer becomes unbearably torturous that the man dressed in all white finally responds. Tell me, do you value your existence, Melina? He questions with a tone of voice so emotionless it echoes and resonates in her mind with unspeakable emptiness. Excuse me, sir? What kind of creepy-ass question is that? Melina spats out sardonically. It's a very straightforward question, my dear. Rhetorical, yes, but still very straightforward, since the answer to the question should be blatantly obvious. Swooping his gaze away from Melina to meet the rest of the room's stare, the wispy black-haired man allows his stolid grin to spread across his face in a way that was utterly terrifying, yet remarkably stunning. It's as if he were a high-powered magnet, drawing them all in with a hypnotic intensity that they can neither resist nor comprehend. Even the workers, all the way in the back of the diner's kitchen, find themselves drawn in by the man in white as they make their way toward the front of the cafe to see what's going on. Well, obvious to me, that is, he amends with a demonic sneer as he continues to look around at all the people present. Look, I don't know what your deal is, buddy, but it sounds like you're off your meds or something, so if you don't mind, I'm going to have to ask you to please stop scaring my customers and leave before I call the police and have them show up, Melina says with a trembling yet resolved tone of voice as she visually signals for a co-worker to go ahead and call 911. The sneer of the man dressed in an ivory-white designer suit only grows wider as he ignores Melina's request to leave and rises from his seat to address everyone in the diner directly. Most of you undoubtedly would answer yes to this seemingly obvious question, professing not only do you value your existence, but you value your right to exist as well. 
However, this is nothing more than a lie that you cling to because you believe your pathetic existence actually matters, the black-haired man says with a cruel sense of compassion as he walks among the diner, gazing at each person one at a time. But the truth of the matter is, there can be no value to existence unless there's purpose. Purpose can only be realized and fulfilled through order. Therefore, beings such as you who live in existence full of total chaos simply just don't have the capacity to understand existence for the distinct privilege that it is, he continues without interruption. Day after day, time after time, I've watched this cancerous entitlement to existence spread like a raging wildfire throughout creation and destroy everything in its path. Over and over, I've witnessed your kind fold in on itself and undo their own existence through plague, famine, war, and genocide. So when I ask Melina and everyone else here, do you value your existence? What I really want to know is, does your existence have any value? When no one else present in the coffee shop proceeds to respond to the black-haired man's long-winded testimony, simply out of confusion and fear, it's Melina once again who pushes her personal distress aside and speaks up. Last time I checked, Bright Eyes, the value of my existence is none of your damn business. So how about you stop with all this cheesy supervillain shit and worry about the existence of the police out front right now? She says with a snide sneer of her own as several police cruisers pull up and surround the front of Thornton's Coffee and Diner with sirens wailing. Smiling to himself and making no effort to acknowledge the police forces that are arriving in response to his public disturbance, the man with the wispy shadow-colored hair clasps his hands together in front of him and slightly tilts his head to the side with a sinister grin. You may not admit it, Melina, but I know you honestly don't believe you're bringing your daughter Kennedy into a world that actually deserves her existence, he says with a chilling tone of voice that's reflected in the ice-blue coldness of his eyes as he motions towards Melina's belly. If you did, you would have done more to ensure that she inherited a world devoid of dysfunction and chaos. Instead, you doom her to an existence of suffering. Tell me, what type of mother would do such a thing? Shocked to hear the man refer to her unborn baby by name, Melina is rocked to her core as she stumbles backward and shields her pregnant belly from the creepy black-haired man who she believes somehow just identified her baby's name by peering into her mind somehow. Shaking her head side to side with vigorous incredulity, Melina digs into her, her reservoir of spiritual strength and decides to defiantly stand against this man who seems to be the embodiment of pure evil. Yes, you scary-ass man who should be locked up in a mental institution, I truly believe this world deserves my daughter's existence, and I believe that my daughter deserves to exist. You aren't God, and until you are, how about you take your sad-ass, wannabe mafia gangster-looking ass right out of this diner, please and thank you. The police would like to have a word with you if you haven't noticed. With a swift glance over his shoulder, the man in all white immediately sees police about to enter the diner with their guns out. Everyone in the diner can only hold their breath with desperate anticipation as he ignores the police and continues addressing everyone in the diner with sanctimonious smugness. I'm afraid then this is where we must part ways as we agree to disagree, young Melina. In the end, I hope that before you return to the empty, you can find a slight sense of peace as you finally understand the true value of existence once and for all. Rest assured that as you say farewell to forever and embrace oblivion, the suffering of your existence will finally come to an end with purpose.
Melina clutches her pregnant belly protectively and steps forward to confront the ominous man once more, but she freezes in place instead. Just then, she witnesses something unthinkable unfold into an unescapable reality right before her eyes. Suddenly, the eyes of the man in all white turn completely black without warning as he turns to face the officers approaching the diner. That's when the policemen out front suddenly start dissolving in the thin air like wisps of smoke disappearing into a windy breeze. Now shocked and terrified, Melina staggers backward with an expression of horrified belief on her face as she watches them disappear helplessly from inside the diner. All at once, there's an audible gasp that resonates throughout the coffee shop as everyone present witnesses the clothes and equipment of half a dozen police officers instantly fall to the ground as they simply wink out of existence like a shadow in the light. Panic and fear immediately surge throughout all of the observers in the diner as they jump up from their seats and attempt to make a run for it. To Melina's horror, she watches in panoramic slow motion as everyone around her suddenly begins to melt away into nothingness one by one, leaving only their clothes and possessions on crashing to the floor. Still unable to utter a single syllable in response to what she was seeing, Melina stands paralyzed and staring in shock dismay as people she's worked with and been close to for over five years all start to evaporate into nothingness right before her eyes. Outside of the diner, a cacophony of car horns can be heard, shrieking out as drivers suddenly dissolve into nothing and leave their vehicles to crash into one another as if conducting a symphony of pandemonium in the streets. As this is happening, the man with long shadowy black hair, dressed in an ivory business suit, just stands there smiling malevolently and savoring the absolute terror emanating from Melina as she comes to understand what's about to happen to her. She turns to meet the man's dark, empty, black, glazed eyes with the stress-filled eyes of her own that were now crying tears of mournful melancholy as she opens her mouth to begin begging for her baby's life. Only the words never come out. She tries to run, but her legs won't move. Frantic for all of this to just be a horribly bad nightmare of some kind, she clutches at her stomach and does the only thing left she can do in this situation. She drops to her knees and she prays. To this, the strange evil man sneers with a contemptuous scorn as he gazes down at the fallen woman with his cloudy black eyes. I wish I could tell you that Melina was just dreamy or that her prayers were going to be answered and that her and her child were going to be saved. I wish I could give you the satisfaction of seeing a really bad man fail in his desire to orchestrate mass murder on a scale that we've never seen since the dawn of time. But that's not how this story plays out. Sadly, Melina and her unborn baby don't make it out of this story alive. But at least in her last moments of existence, she makes peace with her fate as she slowly dissolves and fades away into nothing. I wish I could tell you that this story was going to have a happy ending, where the husband busts into the diner, saves his wife and unborn child, and then defeats the evil supervillain to save the world. But the truth is, I can't tell you how this story is going to end, because I don't know how it's going to end, to be honest. Endings are funny that way. But as the man, dressed in all white, with void, dead eyes, departs Thornton's diner and continues his path throughout this long, expansive tale, the only thing I can tell you with any certainty about this story is that this is where it all begins. <laughs>